0: okay so i hit the record button and it's pending so whenever there you're it ready
1: all right hello and welcome to leap of faith podcast my name is laurie montgomery and this is jeremiah campbell hello hello hey how you doing
2: uh it's been a rough week for us but you know we, we we're to the end of the week so we made it <laughs>
0: yes
1: God is good yeah it's been uh a crazy yeah last couple of days for us too but you know god is good and he's taking care of things and that's all we can hope for right
2: it is it is yeah we spent uh part of the week in the hospital my wife was in the hospital and so uh we got through that we're back home and so she's doing better
0: thank
1: god Uh,
2: yeah yeah so it's 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 a much better position than we were uh monday when things started going down
1: yeah so well thank you jesus that she's out and uh feeling a little bit better and uh and then you'll move forward with whatever the doctor's telling you to do right right yeah exactly well that's a that's a good thing so yeah we had some things going on high school stuff and you know, but we we made it through as well. If I, you know, my guiltiness and uh, it was not leaving it up to God. I, I took the reins myself, and when I did finally let go, God took over, kind of covered us, and everything sort of smoothed out so yeah so we're going into this week we're coming up on thanksgiving week right That's right mm-hmm. and uh gabriel has off from school this school gives off like crazy i love it i mean not it's <laughs> i mean i do but i don't but he gets a week off for thanksgiving couple of weeks off for christmas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in february they call it like a winter break so like the week of president's day week he gets off then he gets easter week off
2: does he have a spring break or is that what easter week is
1: well that no the february is i think what we call spring break i guess but i don't remember us having a spring break did we like over it did we have a spring break i can't remember so
0: we get a spring break
1: yeah so so, and then right after Thanksgiving, uh, I have to go, I have to go to Hawaii to go <laughs> watch my, not watch, but go check on my father-in-law and make sure everything's okay at the house. I mean, I'm sure everything's fine, but, you know, so, yeah, twist my arm. I have to go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so for our listeners out there, uh, welcome and um, thank you for joining us uh, for our podcast today. Um, this is episode 8.1, which means we've been doing this for eight weeks. So eight weeks. I'm so proud of all of you out there who are hanging in there and doing this. It's um, I say it every day. It's challenging to set aside this time obviously um but you're doing it so um this is pretty cool i'm really excited that we're you know yeah into it um so episode 8.1 we are in chapter uh eight of mark
0: right and
1: um so for anybody who's new to this um we are uh leap of faith is a um god born led by faith podcast and our uh, mission statement is reading the word of God into the world. So one chapter at a time, five days a week, and uh, so that's what we're doing, right?
2: Right, right. We're not biblical scholars. We're not fluent in Hebrew or Greek or anything like that. But we're just kind of reading the word and kind of discussing what it how to uh, what it means to us.
1: Right, and breaking it down. So, right. Just kind of chewing on it and uh, talking about it. So you know we're people like you guys are out there. We're just just laymen, you know, reading the word and you know getting out of it what God has for us. So, so uh, would you like to open us up in prayer? I'd love to. Awesome.
2: Heavenly Father, Lord, we come now and uh, we give you the praise and the glory and bless you, Lord. And uh, it's been a trying week, uh, at least for us, we know. And so what we like to pray, Lord, is uh, for all those that are listening and starting to join us, we know that each week is different. Some weeks are good, some weeks are bad. And Lord, uh, we ask for the wisdom and the strength to be able to uh, let go what we need to let go and follow your lead. Um, A lot of times I know that personally, I don't necessarily do that (laughs) but that's part of growing that's part of uh, us becoming uh, more christ-like lord and so i pray a blessing over every person that is joining us on this journey of of reading and exploring your word lord and i pray that you bless them and give them the wisdom and the strength that they need every single day that they uh decide to walk with you Mm. Uh, Thank you most of all for your son who has died for our sins, who is the ultimate sacrifice so that we have this opportunity to just talk and read your word and just uh, allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. And we pray all this in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Uh, Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So uh, just before we start reading, I just. I don't know how you feel, Jeremiah, but for me, I remember when um, when I first got to CBC and I was working there and every Tuesday, I think it was they did uh, praise and worship and um,
0: mm-hmm. prayer
1: time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, the staff, the staff got together and they would do this. And I was so shy that I, because I was not good at praying out loud because of my background prior, my you know what what I was brought up with.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so i I was afraid to open up my mouth I was you know, because here were these like really godly people. and you know right. these people went to seminary and they you know they had and they used the Christianese and they said all the right words and you're like, wow, I'll never be able to, you know, God's not going to listen to my prayers. So i never uh barely ever said any prayers out of my but I, but my point is is that i feel like you're probably in the same mindset mm-hmm. right yeah. kind of shy and but as i feel like you and i both as we keep doing it the better we get at it you mm-hmm. know that's so and like i listen to my friend sharon who I love the way she prays. I mean, I it's like I wish she would just come on this podcast and open us up in prayer, and <laughs> just to to get us going. Cause she's like she, it's just amazing to me what comes out of her mouth. And she doesn't even remember sometimes what she says. Yeah. She's like, I "All mean, right, I just go, and I just whatever's pray because it's very um, humble, and you're just speaking from your heart, and you're saying it." You know, you're like you're talking to your friend, you know, and yeah. I think that's what God wants, right?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: I believe that 100%.
1: So, anyway, I just wanted to say that out loud, but don't be shy to pray out loud, listeners. Don't be shy. Say what's in your heart. And the more you do it, the better you get at it, you know, and, um you know, I usually have a laundry list of. <laughs> prayers that I go through and it sounds like the same old stuff but I think God honors it and he's gonna hear it and and you know do what he's gonna do so don't be afraid to pray so all right so I'm gonna put my readers on and we're gonna dive into chapter eight so Jesus feeds four thousand yesterday we read about Jesus reading five thousand I think it was yesterday right that right or two days ago all right about this time another large crowd had gathered and the people ran out of food again jesus called his disciples and told them i feel sorry for these people they have been here with me for three days and they have nothing left to eat if i send them home hungry they will faint along the way for some of them have come a long way a long distance His disciples replied, how are we supposed to find enough food to feed them out here in the wilderness? Jesus asked, how much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they replied. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, thanked God for them, and broke them into pieces. He gave them to his disciples who distributed the bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found too, so Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to distribute them. They ate as much as they wanted. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were about 4,000 men in the crowd that day, and Jesus sent them home after they had eaten. Immediately after this, he got into a boat with his disciples and crossed over to the region of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees demand a miraculous sign. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived, they came and started to argue with him, testing him. They demand, I'm sorry, they argued with him. Testing him, they demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. When he heard this, he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why do these people keep demanding a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, I will not give this generation any such sign. So he got back into the boat and left them, and he crossed to the other side of the lake. Yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. But the disciples had forgotten to bring any food. They had only one loaf of bread with them in the boat. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying. So he said, why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with Five loaves of bread. How many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterward? Twelve, they said. And when I fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand me yet? Jesus heals a blind man. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away saying, don't go back into the village on your way home. Peter's declaration about Jesus. Jesus and his disciples left Galilee and went up to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. As they were walking along, he asked them, who do people say I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, Some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other prophets. Then he asked, but who do you say I am? And Peter replied, you are the Messiah. But Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Jesus predicts his death. Then Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but three days later, he would rise from the dead. As he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples, then reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, Satan, he said. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is there anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns to the glory of the Father with the holy angels. Right. That was a lot in that last section. That was kind of packed, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was really packed. (laughs) Uh, All right. let me start off. So um, I listen to uh, some podcasts, and I watch some other videos and stuff. And so um, I just got to send a shout out. So there's one in particular that I love, and it's called The Bible Project. And they actually have a guy on that podcast. He does videos and stuff. He's an actual biblical scholar. He he actually has his own he, – he knows Hebrew. He knows Greek. I mean, he's really good at a lot of this stuff. So – It's so funny. It's just by chance that I caught, I, 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 I'm a TikTok person. I like TikTok. It happens, right? (laughs) But one of their videos there, uh, you know, it's, it's only a short video, but a part of it came up on my TikTok this morning, which was talking about the gospel of Mark. Um, and just how interesting, uh, the part I caught was basically about the first nine chapters of the book and how, how Mark wrote, this gospel and the first part of the, the book is um them is, is mark asking the question of or answering the question of who jesus is and um what's interesting is throughout the whole first part of the book he he keeps telling people not to tell others who he is it's like he want, he he needs people to know to figure it out Yep. And I just find that so fascinating.
1: Yeah, that I, that pinged on me, too. That's funny you should say that. Where are you going?
0: My <laughs> <dog
1: out. laughs> like, where did he go?
2: <laughs> Sorry. Yes, other people were stirring in the house. So that oh. meant he couldn't be in here with me anymore. I gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah, mine are very quiet right now. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, um. So yeah, that was pinging on me as well that he said because I think he said it twice. He said it in verse twenty-six. Don't go back into the village on your way home, and then he says it again. Uh,
2: in thirty.
1: In thirty, Jesus warned them not to tell anybody about him. So yeah, and he's yeah. and like you said, he's he said it quite a few. He, I think he told the woman that uh, that touched our garment, that touched the garment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, don't I think he said, just go straight home. Your daughter will be, you know, well and you know so all right, so uh, going back into the beginning, uh, again, another large crowd gathers. I thought it was interesting that Jesus says, "I feel sorry for these people. To me, that was like his, yeah. that's his compassion, you know? That was, that was, you know, his empathy, you know, for people, um, just being, you know, just being stated in the in that comment. I got the
2: same thing out of that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then he says, if I send them home, again, he's being compassionate, they're gonna faint along the way, for some of them have come a long distance. And then, uh, you know, we read, through it again. How much bread do you have? Seven loaves. Um, but they, they're questioning it again. It, it, yeah. and, he, and he mentions it later on. It's like, do you not remember what he did with the five loaves and the fish, you know, back with the 5,000? I'm like, what's wrong with you <laughs> that you're not yeah. comprehending this? So I thought that was interesting. Um, and again, there was leftovers. It's not as if, like, God gives you more Like he doesn't just give you enough. He gives you more, especially when you don't even expect it, you Mm. know. So I thought that was kind of cool. And he reminds them of that again, you know, later on. He's like, uh, you know, what was left over? Twelve baskets. You know, what was left over this time? There was seven baskets left over. So, And then uh, the word in in 10, immediately uh, after this, He got into the boat right away. You know, he's like on the go all the time. Like this is like so, you know, all the time I'm I'm moving. Um, And then I underlined uh, the Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived. They came and started to argue with him, testing him. They they demanded that he show them a mirror, a miraculous sign from heaven. He says, you know, he's just exasperated i think right right? and so disappointed and so he's like uh why do these people keep demanding a miraculous sign it's like okay i've been doing miracles Mm -hmm. i've been performing miracles why are they not seeing it uh but he says this generation and i believe what he's saying here is the pharisees this the these uh scholars this this older generation who are so stuck in their ways they can't get past uh what there's you know what they've been living Mm -hmm. for so long do you have anything up until this point i'm sorry i just keep talking
2: no no that's fine no i it just makes me you know when jesus is not happy with this it's like it's almost like they're not treating him like god it's almost like you're you're a trained entertainer trained monkey i think is the term right to get up and dance kind of yeah that's rude that's that's terrible and I always wonder what so what goes through my mind like the first part of chapter eight is like what is this gathering like like that you have all these people you have four thousand people four thousand men that's not counting women and children
1: yeah like like that's a big crowd that's a huge crowd Well, that's a church. That's a church congregation in some place. That's a mega church. Yeah. That's a flipping mega church on one one, one Sunday morning, one, one service. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so
2: like, it sounds like they were there for a while. So it's just like, and so it's hard for me to grasp like what their day was like. Yeah. It always does. Like how, do you just sit there all day? And I guess it's such a different world now. Like, you know, we have so many distractions. Like we barely go to church for 90 minutes, right? <laughs> so
0: you <Yeah>. know. <laughs>
2: but um like what I just I just wonder what that kind of gathering was like. And do there's no way that like all those people like heard him saying how many loaves do you have? Like, I mean, how many of those people had no idea that there was a miracle? Or did they?
1: Well, that's interesting. I wouldn't even I didn't even occur to me that they didn't even know about it. You know, I, I'm the sure like, some, well the food came from somewhere. Right. You know? So well,
2: you're at the back of the crowd and you're, you know, you're corralling your kids, you know, it's like, oh hey, hey, there's fish and loaves. I mean, I not that it's significant, but it's just something that goes through my mind. Like, you know, well, did everybody know how he did it?
1: I think that it's like like uh like I think a wave. I think like it, you know, if if you're picturing like him being up on a mountain, and then all the people are kind of just you know watching, seeing what he's doing. I think that he well, and it even says he even he took he took the seven loaves, thank God for them, and broke them into pieces. Which I've mentioned this the last with the five thousand. He did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He looked up to heaven and he blessed it and to me this was him setting up the example of blessing the food and giving thanks you know when everybody says grace or says their you know their prayer at the dinner table and that's what i was saying about that but i think they see him doing that they see him looking up to heaven and and saying you know you know thank you for this food and you know bless it and and I mean, they had to. I guess the people in the back row, well, there's no cameras, so they can't see on the, you know, jumbotron, you know, what's going on. Yeah, in the yeah back right, row. Right. <laughs> But I'm, sh- I think that I'm pretty. I think that they had to know. Somehow it went from the front to the back, and they, they're like, you know, as they're passing the food, they're like, oh, this came from, you know, only seven loaves of, you know, bread that's or whatever. I'm pretty sure. sure it got back to the people. I think, you know, yeah. so. Anyway, I think we're splitting hairs maybe a little bit. Anyway, all right. So then, uh, so Jesus is like, I'm done with these people. And he gets in the boat and he leaves to go (laughs) to the other side of the lake. And then the yeast of the Pharisees uh, and Herod. Now, I don't know. I didn't see Herod's name pop up in this at all. Oh yeah, it did. I'm sorry, the Pharisees and Herod. Uh, So we remember that yeast is a, a representative of sin. Remember from way back in Matthew. Um, And he says, watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. Um, And then they begin to argue (laughs) about it. And then he calls them out again. You know, this is where he calls them out and says, you know, are your hearts so hardened that you can't remember, you know, a week ago or whatever the time was. So he's calling them out. Don't you understand yet? I mean, these guys are like so thick headed. They really are, you know, that they're not catching it. But uh, but who isn't? Right. You know,
0: yeah.
1: I think, I mean, look at people today. You know, people, how many unsaved people are there out there who have not turned to Jesus? And they're not seeing the mir- the miracles that he does. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, and even believers sometimes have a hard time, you know, putting, you know, he says you have to have the faith of a child. You have to completely believe 100%, you know, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You have to put all your trust in him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times it takes perspective sometimes for me to look back and think, oh, that's what God did. Or that's what should have happened or I should have said or wh- whatever the case may be. But, yeah, it's, it takes time sometimes for me to get it.
1: Oh, yeah. We're I'm right there with you. So did you have anything else in that section? Um, no,
2: I was just highlighting the the portion of Jesus, you know, <laughs> saying hello.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so then um, this I thought was interesting. And I don't know if this is there's another time that Jesus does this uh, again. I think it might be in Luke and it might be regarding to this. But uh, so they arrived at Bethsaida. And they begged him to touch the man and heal the blind man. And so I underline 23. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. So that kind of pinged on me. Why, why did he take him out of the village? I don't know. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? So. I I don't know about that. I don't understand what this, uh, this. I mean, I, I mean, it's Jesus's spit. So it's got to be pretty, you know, filled with some serious power, obviously. Um, the man looked around and he said, I can see, but I can't see them clearly. They look like trees walking around. So then he places his hands on the man's eyes and his eyes were opened. Um, and then he says don't go back into the village uh, On your way home So he, like you said earlier He's trying to keep it quiet right. Go ahead, you got something to say
2: it just Something just Laid on me right now Like So we know In, in other, other miracles Jesus has said Your faith has healed you Right um, So I wonder If that's what's going on here Because to spit like it's very like you you know when someone's spitting like you don't have to see it like you can hear it so obviously this guy heard him spitting so i'm wondering if it was like almost like a faith thing like what is this guy doing spitting on my eyes Mm. that's why he couldn't see clearly and then it says when jesus put his hands on him then that was oh now here's like my faith coming through, saying, "Oh, he is healing me." I, I wonder if that is in play a little bit.
1: Oh, that's kind of interesting. I would, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think that's uh, that didn't didn't even it didn't even occur to me. But I think you're right. Like he wasn't quite there. Right. Like he's what he just needed just a little bit more because he wasn't like, "Why is this guy?" Because I'd be thinking the same thing. It's like, "Ew, did you yeah. really get spit in my eye?" Ew. Yeah. You know, why would you spit in the eyes of a blind man who can't see, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I,
2: that, yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard that before or anything, but that just popped in my head. I was like, I wonder if that played, you know, that if they played a role in it. Because, I, you know, I know yeah. personally someone spitting in any part of me or at me or anything <laughs> is almost kind of like that's yeah. disgusting and rude. Like, what, what do you got going on? And so maybe it was that little bit of, all right. <laughs> here's here's the full sight because you're believing that you know my hand is on you
1: yeah no i think that's really insightful that was good that was really good so we don't know if he went back to the village or not we have no idea because it doesn't say anything more about it and then uh i in peter's declaration um he says who do you say who do who do people say i am and this has been mentioned before Mm -hmm. even, even when uh even when they were talking about John the Baptist, uh, when he got beheaded and they they thought that Jesus was John the Baptist coming back from the dead right. uh, or he was Elijah. So, again, this is where this is coming from, I think. And then he asked, but who do you say I am? And he's Peter replies, you are the Messiah. So he does know he does know, I think right. uh, he's getting it maybe a little quicker, possibly. And then Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about it. And I think you're right. I think he's wanting other people to figure it out on their mm-hmm. own. So that's really good. And then did you have anything in the next section? Because I did.
2: Um, in the next section, it's just the way that he pulls Peter aside. Or Peter pulled him aside, you know, um, and saying... Basically saying that we're not going to let this happen to you, but Jesus realizing, look, no this this has to happen. Like I'm telling you, I'm I'm the Lamb, I'm the sacrifice. It's going to happen, and basically saying, you know, you need to shut up.
0: <laughs>
2: well, he's
1: telling kind of like Satan to shut up. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. and I think, I I believe. Okay, so. And I don't know, I don't remember if I've talked about this or not, but when, I think I have talked about this, when I was getting, when I was, when I was becoming a believer and it wasn't like, uh, you know, bam, I'm a believer. It was like a whole week. And did I tell you that story about the girl that I was talking to on the phone? Okay, so... You know, Satan does, uh, he's not possessing those people. That's not what that was. It wasn't like right. he, there was a possession going on there. It wasn't like, you know, what was that movie? Uh, with the spinning head. What's Exorcist? Uh, the exorcist, thank you. So <laughs> it wasn't that, um, but he, you know, I believe that Satan will use whoever he can to try to distract. And so that's where, and he was using Peter. He was using Peter to try to distract Jesus from what he knew needed to get done here. So he was saying basically like we've heard, I think in other scripture, you know, Satan stand behind me, you know, get behind me. He did it when he was in the desert. He's like, get out of my way, get out of my face. And that's what he's saying here. And because he's saying you're seeing it from a human point of view, not from God's view. And God is saying this has to be done. This is going to happen. And there's nothing we can do about it. Um, And then I underlined almost all of between, well, basically 34 to the end. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: we've all heard this. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must uh, give up your own way and take up your cross, follow me. And, you know, he said, it's not going to be an easy road. You're going to be criticized. You're going to be, you know, tormented and tortured for believing in me. And this is what he's saying. You choose me, you're going to have a hard time of it. And how many times have you had a hard time of it with people where, you know, they're, they, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, you Christians think you're perfect. Uh, You think you're this, you're all that, you're exclusive, you know, all this, right? I mean, you hear all that stuff. Heard that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's so far from the truth.
1: It is far opposite. from the truth.
2: It's the complete opposite.
1: Yeah. Um, and then uh, you uh, give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will you will save it. So you want to give up your past. You want to give up the worldly stuff. You want to live in Christ, you know, and it's tough. It really is. It's a, And I'm watching my own kids go through that. You know, there's a whole process and being older. I think you finally start to give up all that stuff. You know, you're thinking, I don't really need that. I'm okay without it. And so you you slowly, you know, sometimes it's very quickly, sometimes it takes a whole lifetime to realize that Jesus is the center of your life. Um, And then he also mentions, uh, if anyone is ashamed of me and my message, uh in these adulterous and sinful days the son of man will be ashamed of that person when he returns to the glory of the father with the angels and he says if you deny me on this earth i'm going to deny you in front of god when it comes time so you better start not denying me down here (laughs)
0: exactly
1: (laughs) be in the pit of fire and the lake of fire (laughs) or whatever and you know so is there anything that you wanted to add anything else that pinged on you
2: no, I think that's a great, great closing there.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, uh, you know, follow Jesus. It's pretty cut and dry. Follow Jesus and get to heaven. That's you know, that's my goal. There's a song by Toby Mack where he says something about I don't know any city in this in this world that has streets paved with gold. It's a, it's his brand new song out. And I'm like, that's true. I don't know any city in this world that That has gold streets so i'm kind of looking forward to that you know i'm I'm like i'm i'm ready uh not right now i got you know but whenever god's ready to take me i'm ready so anyway well that was some good stuff there jeremiah i think so i think it was really good um so really quick i just want to i say this every week and you know when we do get our youtube channel going this is the Daily Walk Bible that we're covering. It's the New Living Translation. And it just, I think that it makes it easier to follow when you're, you know, you're not distracted by nitpicking about words and phrases and whatnot. So uh, you can get these anywhere. I i keep saying I'm not an advocate for any particular website. You can get it on, you know, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, look it up and get get the Bible. So. I think as long as you're on New Living Translation, you're pretty close. Um, I think it's it's very close um, to it, so. All right, so um, we are uh, at, oh, so we were talking about going to heaven and believing in Jesus. Uh, if you have not made a decision for Jesus, here's your moment. We always give you the opportunity to say the prayer. Uh, it's not a magic prayer. It's just your confession of your sins and the fact that you believe in Jesus. And um, so we're going to give you the opportunity now to uh, pray that prayer. So let's uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all of my sins past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So uh, for anybody who said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome to the brotherhood and sisterhood of Jesus and the kingdom of heaven. So uh, you can put your trust that uh, you can step from this world into the next world into heaven. You will take mm-hmm. your last breath here on earth and your first breath in heaven. And I've heard that from Pastor Amit multiple times. And I love that Yeah. thought. So um, if you uh, did say that prayer for the first time, um, I we encourage you to get to a church, uh, get the answers that you're looking for, um, wherever you are, and uh, get join a ministry, uh, get involved with a um, volunteer work, uh, whatever it is, whatever your passion is. Uh, it could be youth groups, it could be children's groups, it could be adult seniors, uh, it could be anything. There's so many ministries out there. There's uh, help in the military, especially right now at Thanksgiving time. Uh, there's always um, military. Uh, people out there who need a place to go for Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Get involved with that. There's uh, uh, Wounded Warriors. I just saw Gary Sinise uh, and his mm. thing that he does for the Wounded Warriors. I actually saw him in concert at Balboa Hospital. He came. He was coming uh, every year uh, to perform with his band. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Lieutenant Dan Band. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> no. So Gary Sinise is an actor. Uh, he was uh, Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump. And uh, he has a heart for these, uh, for the Wounded Warriors. And so he performs his band and they they do, they build houses. They It's a, a phenomenal ministry.
0: Anyway, the first year
1: we were here, we got to go see him out there at Balboa. And it was great. It was so okay. much fun. Um, I think I, I think I stood in front of the stage and like, Took a selfie with him behind me because <laughs> I was too embarrassed <laughs> to go up to him. Um, but he was taking pictures with people. Uh, very humble, very very nice man uh, is the way I looked at it. So anyway, get involved uh, somehow some way. Um, what else am I missing? What are, am I missing anything?
2: No, I think that was good.
1: Yeah, so so we're gonna do our little chit chat. I know we've been talking for a little bit of time here, but you know, uh, Jeremiah and I could talk forever. <laughs> yes, um,
0: yes. So
1: uh, we're gonna do um, uh, the little things. Uh, we're gonna do the little things, and what do we talk about? What what we're we gonna talk about today?
2: Uh, Thanksgiving traditions.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving traditions. That's right. So. Yeah. Why don't you start? Because I've
2: been talking. You want me to start? I, yeah, I start. can talk. I'll talk. So our Thanksgiving tradition that we've been doing for years now is that we actually um, celebrate Thanksgiving on Friday. Uh, my wife is a nurse and she works. Uh, she has to pick a holiday to work. And so she doesn't want to work Christmas so she always works, and and it's been oh gosh, she's probably done it now for the last twelve years. She works Thanksgiving Day, um, because typically, I mean, we can eat with the family whenever. That's not the the, the main thing, and so um, that way, and then we do it on. Sometimes we do it on Wednesday, sometimes we do it on Fridays, but it's just um, that's kind of our tradition now is not to have Thanksgiving on on Thursday.
1: So, uh, so do you guys do, like, the big turkey and the dressing? Like, is there some particular yummies that you like to do? Or
2: It's pretty much the same. It's a turkey, stuffing, green bean casserole, uh, yams. I think that's pretty much it. It's nothing special, nothing yeah. extra.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean... You know, they saw they, uh, you know, I listened to different radio stations and, you know, it's like, oh, stuffing, dressing. What's the difference between stuffing and dressing? There's been this big cat, you know, controversy on the Today Show. There's this big controversy. It's like, okay, stuffing is in the bird, dressing is not. Oh, really? Is that the Yeah, it's the same stuff. I mean, still made out of bread and seasonings and whatnot, but the stuffing, hence stuff, in the turkey, in the bird, and then it oh, cooks yeah. inside the bird and it gets all the juices in it and all that stuff. I prefer stuffing, I mean dressing. I like the, I like it on the outside. That's what and, we do. Yeah, and my sister started this a long time ago. I like it with like all the junk in it. I like the walnuts, I like the cranberries or ra- yeah. you know raisins. I like celery, onions, all that stuff, all that mixing in there. So yeah, so we do that. Um, So from when I was a little girl, uh we uh we had the seven kids and so typically it was easier for our family members to come in from New York to our house. So I remember the way our house my dad was a furniture maker and he made this table that had I think three leaves in it, so it stretched. Yeah, it stretched like our dining room living room it stretched out the whole thing so there was like 25 people at this table i think there was a lot there was a lot anyway uh but we would do the same thing uh, turkey uh cranberry sauce uh you know so many different recipes cranberry sauce my aunt would bring cranberry sauce mixed with pineapple which was yummy i know it sounds weird but it's good. good yeah um, and then my mom used to make like a mashed potatoes with ham and rigotta cheese and mozzarella. It kind of like this Italian thing, and then breadcrumbs on the top, and it was like gooey <laughs> and just yummy. So I mean, it's just so I don't I don't make that just because uh, Rich doesn't prefer that potatoes. So that's fine. But we do the same thing. We do turkey, uh, mashed potatoes, stuffing dressing whatever green beans uh sometimes we do a ham do you guys ever do a ham
2: usually we do that at christmas we do a turkey and a ham but for thanksgiving usually it's just a turkey
1: yeah same us same us so traditions are fun it's just the four of us um you know one year uh, a couple years ago before my mom passed away i think it was 2017 we had like a little mini family reunion and we went to New Jersey to have Thanksgiving. So like all of my brothers and sisters and their families uh, came to the oh, to oh, my goodness. sister's house. And so there was it was packed. They went to the Macy's Day Parade. Excuse um, me, I did not. Uh, I I did that been there when I was a little girl, didn't need to do it again. I probably should have. I actually kind of regret not going. I should have gone with Joshua and Gabriel and Rich. I should have done that, you know, as a family. Yeah. I was stupid. I I'm just I don't like the cold. So yeah. So I didn't do that. I do regret not going, honestly. So actually, I actually think Jimmy Fallon, they got to see Jimmy Fallon on oh, uh, yeah. one of the clips. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We don't even I mean, I think we Well, see, now that, I mean, we don't, the kids, I think when they were young, maybe turned it on, but they would just get disinterested and they didn't even watch it.
1: Yeah. You know, I think, I think personally, it's a very Northern Yankee thing because it is in New York and it's Macy's and, you know, I think that most people across the country don't get it, you know, maybe, I don't know, but. Um, We used to go, and this we'll talk about Christmas traditions later, but um, I don't know when we'd do it, but usually uh, after they put the tree up in uh, Rockefeller Center, the big tree, um, my dad used to pile us into the station wagon. And we would drive into the city and we would look at all the displays, the Christmas displays, like FAO Schwartz had their toys and stuff up, but everything was like animated they all they were like moving you know mannequins and it was just and it was colorful and it was bright i mean as a child it was probably more embellished in my head than sure.
0: it really was but
1: man. it was pretty fun i mean we would just drive you know fifth avenue and you know driving around and yeah so yeah, yeah. So that was the fun topic for today, talking about traditions. And uh, so I think, are we ready to close?
2: I think we are.
1: We are. We said the prayer and we did uh, the little things. And uh, next week's topic is going to be 10 things people don't know about us. Yes. That's going to be part of it. We'll probably have some other stuff to talk about too. But so start thinking about 10 things that people don't know about you.
2: Oh, okay. It's it's going to be shrinking it down to ten because there's a lot of things people don't know. I don't yes. know. Pretty much yeah. an open book. I, yeah.
1: This is a family show, so <laughs> you know, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll keep it family.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, this has been awesome uh, for our listeners out there. I hope we, you know, you got a lot out of what we read today, and uh, we're entertained by our little bit of. Um, stuff that we got to talk about so uh so we're gonna say bye for now and we will see i will see you all tomorrow no monday i will see mm-hmm. you monday sorry for episode 8.2 and so
2: i'll be back
1: alright We <laughs> all right well, y'all take care god bless you have a great day
2: all right bye bye